Welcome to Food Friday Leftovers, a podcast about all the goodies left over from Food Friday. I'm Dave Hopper. And I'm Ashley Kinsey. Tune in each week as we cover culinary topics such as food trucks, local food, pizza, veggies, beer, and wine. You hungry yet? Huh, I'm always hungry. Well, on that note, Ashley, tell us what's in the fridge this week. We've got pie in the fridge. We're talking with Deanna Fox, Fox on Food, on her Facebook page. Be sure to check that out. And today she brought us some delicious pie, Mm -hmm. two varieties, one with a interesting ingredient that is supposed to go with the pie that I've never heard of. So that is my first question. Okay. Why would anybody (laughs) eat cheese with pie? As to the why, I don't know why it started. Probably just because these are things that you had on hand when you were making these pies. It probably went back 150 years. But a piece of cheddar cheese with apple pie is very much a kind of Midwest, Pennsylvania Dutch kind of thing. Um, so do you eat the apple pie first and then the cheese? Or do you sort of do kinda, both at a time? Yeah, you kind of go both at a time. So growing up, the ch- I know, I was terrible getting the pie out, too. <laughs> she made us this lovely pie, and we're turning it into just like... That's okay. We're just demolishing the pie. <laughs> it's, a, it's a pie trifle now. It's yeah. no longer pie. It's pie trifle. Uh, so growing up at church dinners and that kind of thing, you always had um, the church ladies who would bring around the tray of slices of pie, and they would have cheddar cheese on the side, and they would they would ask you if you wanted the cheddar cheese, but if um, you didn't take it, they would like give you evil eye. They would like <laughs> put a hex on you for not taking it, and they would look at you like something was wrong. Like how could you not eat apple pie? But when I so I grew up out near the Finger Lakes, out near Central New York, and growing up, it was this just it was always on the table. Anytime there was apple pie, sometimes there would be whipped cream, sometimes there would be ice cream, but there was always a brick of cheddar cheese. And when I moved out into the Albany area. Um, very few people knew about it. It's just, it's even yeah. just that little two, two and a half hour, Sometimes three hour difference. Sometimes it's just a border of certain yeah. things. Yeah. So I don't know what the tradition is, why people do it. Um, but the pie that we're having today is actually a Dutch apple pie. So the difference between a regular apple pie and a Dutch apple pie is a Dutch has a crumb topping. And this one in particular has walnuts in it. And that's kind of what makes it Dutch. Um, there's actually a really interesting history of that. And the word Dutch, you know, people from Holland, they refer to as Dutch or mm-hmm. from the Netherlands. But um, it doesn't really denote or demarcate any particular group of people. It's kind of like how we say folks. It's like those folks over there. Because the boundaries of Holland were changing so often, mm. people never really knew if they were Dutch or they were German <laughs> or what. So, you know, they just called them Dutch. Um, but that kind of came over with European settlement into America. And the walnuts became part of Dutch apple pie because we had a lot of walnuts in this yeah. area. It's not something that you'd really see. But um, pie as we know it, American pie, is really a f- more French than it is German. It's kind of an amalgam of an English dessert, a f- German dessert, a Dutch, and a French dessert. So it's really, hmm. you know, it's really the most basic quintessential American food. It's kind of like the melting pot. It tells the story of America in one delicious sweet bite. Well, it is delicious, and yeah, the crust is so buttery. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to eat the whole thing. And the cheese with it is, is good, but unexpected. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. But I also made a um, a peanut butter pie today. So it was... It's Yeah, it's Ray Graff pie. <laughs> <laughs> he likes to throw some... He'll just throw out a couple of ingredients. He's like, make a pie with these four things or these three things. Um, so a couple of years ago, I guess, I was coming on the show. And he's like, peanut butter, chocolate, bacon. 
like <laughs> done. I got it. Um, so we cook bacon in a 400 degree oven. On did a you have it right in your mind then or did you have to experiment? No, I just went with it. I was like, I know, you know, a chocolate peanut butter mousse pie is a pretty easy thing to make. And a lot of times you can put like a layer of chocolate ganache. It's like, how are you going to put bacon in that? Like, do you chop it up? It's like, I know. Because you have to put fat in with the graham cracker crust to make it to make it hold. So like, let's just put bacon fat in with it. So we have to cook the bacon to get the fat. It's like, all right, let's just chop up the bacon and put it in the crust. Wait, we have an extra slice of bacon? <laughs> let's make candied bacon and put that on top. Um, so that's how that came to be. But... Uh, yes, I was going to make a sweet potato pie today, too, and I, I forgot. I ran out of time. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I'll be making my own and anyway. I was, it's my I, favorite. I was going to make a Chinese five-spice sweet potato pie, hmm. too. Um, sweet potato pie is so great because there's so many different things that you can do with it. You can make mm-hmm. just basic, classic, but it's so adaptable to so many different... Um, you can put miso, you know, the classic Asian mm-hmm. ingredient, into it, and it's really good. It adds, like, this really savory kind of like real Mm. depth it's really interesting um but it holds up really well to any kind of spice sweet potato pie is kind of a an amazing thing and we don't really eat it a lot in the northeast i feel well maybe not but i think i've eaten it a lot because my family's all from the south right but i don't make it the way they make it yeah they put a lot of unhealthy things (laughs) yeah I i try to make it healthy you know yeah and i do like um mostly the sweet potato puree. I yeah. don't put any egg in there. Right. And then I like squeezing lemon juice in with it. Yeah. Just add this little extra. But I add lemon juice into almost every pie. <laughs> but any any fruit. My grandmother was or... like, lemon juice? What are you thinking? Yeah. It adds, <laughs> but it's good. <laughs> it adds balance. It's mm-hmm. not really that you taste a lot of lemon. It's the it acid. Um, so it keeps everything from being just kind of one note, just like very flat very sweet like just that almost mm-hmm. like when you eat a skittle right skittles yeah. don't really taste like fruit they just taste like sugar um, and delicious <laughs> <laughs> i had way too many of them over halloween, halloween. oh god yeah. there were not Did enough kids to take the candy yes and not enough kids came and took them yeah and of course i ate the rest of them <laughs> <laughs> well you know that's one thing you could do if you have a bunch of candy bars left over especially chocolate Chop them up, make um, make the peanut butter mousse, and if you have a bunch of Snickers or you have, you know, whatever oh, left yeah. over, the baby Ruth and yeah, my wife always has Snickers around. Yeah, chop those up, freeze them, chop them up so they don't they actually like chop really yeah, easy yeah. for you, and then just fold them in and bake them or put them on top. Mm, that sounds amazing, actually. I have to do that. <laughs> It'd be gooey, chocolatey goodness for yeah. those of us that like chocolate. And then yeah. those of us that don't will just be like, eh, okay. Yeah. yeah. You <laughs> just make your own sweet potato pie. Yeah. Yes. Sweet potato all the way. And apple. This apple pie is it bomb. Is. Thank you. It's really yes, good. Yes, it's not really sweet. I don't like my fruit desserts to be really... Can I just give you a high five? <laughs> I don't like overly sweet things I don't either. either. And this is like, it's perfect. That's why yeah. I like the sweet potato. I don't even put all the sugar in the sweet potato yeah. pie that like traditionally my grandmother and great-grandmother did. Right. You know, because you don't need all that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I like it to be, you know, really actually able to taste... What's in it? I mm-hmm. feel like, you know, just adding a lot of sugar will mask it. But my suggestion, you know, anytime you add sugar into a dessert, especially pie, is to use pretty much equal parts of white sugar and brown sugar. Uh, and it just, again, it's that, like, depth of flavor kind yeah. of thing. And it, Does it, that affect the texture? No. No, nope, it won't affect the texture. Um, but it will give it kind of a more round taste. Um, and it'll make it taste like almost like it's been roasted for a really long time really mm. kind of like a caramelization it's really great 
So what pies are you making for your Thanksgiving? Apple. Usually a double-crusted apple, and I really get kind of obsessive about it. <laughs> and I do like the whole Pinterest, like pretty pie crust kind of thing, which doesn't matter because when you <laughs> bake them, they never, when they're raw, they're beautiful. When you bake yeah. them, everything shrinks together and it doesn't look anything like it's supposed to look. And you're like, why did I just waste two hours of my life? So you'll um, need a before and after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I only posted the, the before picture on Instagram. I don't worry about the after. I ate it too um, fast. I couldn't take a picture. <laughs> so we always do an apple. Um, pumpkin is um, my kids. I don't know. My kids love That was my pie. family's one. It was always an apple and a pumpkin. Yeah. Um, we never got the sweet potato. It was just... And we, pumpkin. we do a chocolate pie, too. My father is very particular about how he likes his chocolate pie. So my mom, yeah, my mom <laughs> makes that. I was like, I'm not going to deal with that. You you make it how he wants it. And uh, that's usually it for, yeah, sometimes I'll do something different. Like instead of an apple pie, I'll do like a tart to 10, which is an upside down like apple tart um, or something kind of along that line. Or maybe like um like a pumpkin cake with like a maple buttercream, something else. But you know, everybody's usually pretty happy with pie. And a trick is uh, for me, because we usually have a pretty small Thanksgiving. So on Thanksgiving Day, it's usually just myself, my parents, and my two children. Um, so to do three whole pies is a lot for us. Yeah. So sometimes I'll do, I'll get the four inch small pie plates from um, the grocery store and I'll have my filling recipe. I'll cut that in half and then we'll just use smaller ones. And then there's not a ton of pie left over. Um, but on my mom's family, my mom is one of 17 kids, wow. and oh it's God. now five generations deep, and everybody has kids, and it's absolute mayhem. So we like rent out the town hall. per family. Yes, and there's, <laughs> there's all the pie, and that's usually the Saturday following Thanksgiving. So wow. a little bit of pie on Thanksgiving, and then all How the many pie. turkeys does that require? A lot. It's a lot of turkeys. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like. Just a huge so long they, table. Is there food. a mansion somewhere where you guys eat? <laughs> no, because... no, no. We rent. We rent out the town hall in my hometown because there's just so many people. We do it on Christmas too, and everybody has a stocking, and they go all the way around <laughs> the room. It's just incredible. It's like something from a movie. But wow, yeah. But that's really cool because like every family will bring a pie, and they're all so different. There's so many ways to make a pie. It's really incredible. So find... do they all live in that area? Or they yeah. all over the place? Yeah, yeah, they all did. I mean, half my high school was just my cousins, you know, so <laughs> it was great. And my aunt, my mom's oldest sister, was the um, high school secretary. And so we got away with nothing. <laughs> got away with nothing. But uh, it's great. Under the watchful eye. Yeah. And it's, you know, that's part of the joy of Thanksgiving is the food tradition. Oh, yeah. You know, you know I don't, I'm not going to sit here and tell listeners to make pie every day to eat pie every day or even once a week that's tough you know mm -hmm. i went through a phase how i learned to make pies i did make a pie at least one once a week and i would give them to people because i really wanted to figure out like why can't i make a pie why does this feel so hard <laughs> and once you kind of understand why you do all the steps that you do it makes a lot of sense um but you know pie thanksgiving is is a feast the problem i think now is that people you know they they kid themselves and they say they're only going to feast on Thanksgiving. They're only going to overeat on Thanksgiving, <laughs> but you know, most of us do it, you know, often. We do it once a week, sometimes more. And, uh, you know, just on Thanksgiving, don't hold back. Like, try to, you know, everything in moderation, but just don't be afraid to, to use the real butter and the real <laughs> sugar, you know, and put a little bit of heavy cream in your mashed potatoes on Thanksgiving because it's, it's a feast and it's a holiday for a reason. So, mm -hmm. and if you can create those memories with your family, all the better. Well said. Yeah. So I have one more thing. You were talking about making pies. Can I take pies. this pie home? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> you were talking about making pies. And yeah. 
uh, the process of making them and giving them away just so you could kind of perfect Mm -hmm. your way of making pie. And you also know from previous episodes that I can't bake my way out of a wet paper bag. And this, I mean, it seems easy. You take Mm -hmm. a crust, you throw in some apples and some sugar and some liquid of some kind and some crust and bake it off. Mm -hmm. Do you think that pies are easier for people to make than like cakes or tarts or sure those kind of things like this a regular fruit pie i guess yeah you know they're they're really pretty simple things to put together you know and there are things that could go wrong with anything if you're making a tart and you don't have the right pan or depending on how complex everything is um you know, you could run into problems just because you might get intimidated. You know, time management is a big thing for people, um, trying to rush through things. The nice thing about pie is that if you're eating on Thursday, you can make them on Tuesday, and they're perfect. Um, and then pie, especially fruit pies, the longer that they are out of the oven, the more they set up, and just the better that they get, I think. Um, you know, but with a cake, like I'll see people who will come into my cooking classes, and they always say that their cakes fell apart. You know, they'll, they'll take the cake out of the pan. It looks great. But then when they try to frost it, it all fell apart. And that's usually because they overmix it. Um, they incorporate too much air and it kind of hurts the structure of the cake. But with pie, um, you know, I think there's maybe like five or six ingredients in my crust. It's flour, salt, a tiny bit of baking powder, um, my fat. I use pretty much equal parts of butter and shortening and water. And that's it. And you don't need any fancy equipment. You need a bowl. You need some sort of spoon or... A rubber spatula something to mix it with and you can use your hands or a pastry blender two forks two knives whatever you really don't need anything fancy to do it and it's just a patience thing you know feel it every once in a while um, if you're just learning how to make pie dough don't make it in your food processor make it by hand so you can feel what it looks like and get now in there it should have is this the type of dough isn't there one where you have to put the butter in little pieces so they're still kind of frozen so when it melts it's nice and right buttery. so you want you want your butter to be cold Um, So what happens with your butter? Why you want your butter to be cold is this. Um, When butter evaporates, when the moisture from butter evaporates in the oven, it releases its steam in like a pop. So when it's cold, it almost like expands vertically. And that's how you get those flaky layers. Um, So if the butter is warm or starting to melt, there's not enough kind of oxygen left in the butter to create that upward expansion it just kind of oozes sideways Mm. so a really good thing uh, a really good example of this is with chocolate chip cookies if you start with really cold butter you usually get like a more of a mounded um, puffier fatter cookie versus if the butter is soft or starting to melt it's kind of more of a horizontal flat cookie Mm -hmm. Um, and you'll see like these little chocolate chips that kind of poke up out of the top so that's a good example of that so that's why you want your butter to be cold Um, and then I also use shortening because shortening creates a more tender crust so i feel like when you use both you get the flakiness of the butter and the taste of butter because butter just inherently tastes better than shortening does but then you get that tender quality of the shortening um so you know it's sometimes with all butter crust it can get kind of like stuck in the back of your teeth or the crust can be really tough and that's just not enjoyable you know <laughs> or with all shortening like it's kind of too soft and soggy. it doesn't really crisp up um, but, you know, that's the problem I hear people talk about a lot with their crust. They always complain about their bottom crust getting really soggy. So my trick for that is I take two tablespoons of sugar and I sprinkle that on the bottom. Like when you roll out your pie crust and you put it in the pie pan. And then before you put your filling in, you sprinkle two tablespoons of just white sugar in the bottom. And that almost will like caramelize and create like a layer 
Mm It's like a glass Hmm. protector that keeps the sugar or it keeps the liquid from your fruit filling from seeping down into your crust and uh, making it soggy. But another thing that people will do is they'll put their pie pan right on another sheet, like a sheet pan, um, to catch the drips. And that's creating another layer that heat has to get through in order to brown your bottom crust. So in theory, that's great because you're not making a mess of your oven. But just put that rack on the bottom rack. Put it underneath, not directly under Mm -hmm. um, your pie. And that way you're catching all the drips, but you're also getting some browning on the bottom of your crust. So, you know, it's just baking is science, but it's also a lot of common sense. You know, just thinking about keeping things cold making sure that there's heat getting all the way around. Don't overcrowd. Don't try to put, you know, six pies in at once because they're not going to cook evenly. Um, Why didn't this work? Yes, they're all soggy. Um, But, you know, just, and really nobody cares at the end of the day. Like as long as there's a pie that you can salvage something out of on the Thanksgiving that table. You can scoop up. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Mangle like, like I just did. And it doesn't, people don't care. Like just ha- make sure you have ice cream on the ready. And if you put a scoop, if it's slightly warm, you can put a scoop of ice cream on it and the ice cream melts at high. It's all sins. You're, you're <laughs> fine. You're fine. Well, thank you for dropping some knowledge on us again. I do what I can. You're welcome. <laughs> that was Deanna Fox. Find her at Fox on Food on Facebook. This has been Food Friday Leftovers. I'm Ashley Kinsey. And I'm Dave Hopper. Be sure to check out Vox Pop Food Friday every Friday at 2 p.m. on WAMC Northeast Public Radio. Our producer is Jessica Blaustein Marshall. Our theme is Beach Disco by Dougie Wood. Food Friday Leftovers is a production of WAMC Northeast Public Radio. And tune in next week to see what else we find in the fridge.